Hi friends, welcome to Ways We Work. This is a podcast all about the things we put work into, whether it's our careers or our personal growth. This podcast exists to explore all the ways that people do the work that's meaningful to them. I'm Amanda and I'm the host of this podcast and I'm also a certified coach. I work with purpose-driven high achievers who are looking to quiet that voice inside their heads that tells them they're not good enough so that they can do the work that's most meaningful to them with more resilience and ease. My approach to coaching is really grounded in curiosity and self-compassion so that people can grow in a way that is sustainable and that actually feels good. And if you're curious to learn more about that, you can go to coachingwithamanda.com. This podcast is also an evolution of the online interview series, Ways We Work, And you can check out over 100 interviews with creative professionals and teams from places like Facebook and Spotify at wayswework.io. I'm so glad you're listening. And if you're here, drop me a hello on Twitter at Amanda Wood. So today I'm trying something new. I am actually recording an audio version of the podcast, but also a video version. So if you follow me on Instagram, you might see this podcast show up as a couple of reels. This is the first time I've tried this, so you and I are both going to learn about what I look like on video when I record a podcast. And if you can't see, I'm sitting inside my attic office and I have pulled my very comfy, fuzzy pink chair up to my desk just so I can be really comfortable while I record this. Something I don't know is whether I'm supposed to look at the camera or look at my script, so I'm probably going to do a bit of both, and hopefully that's not too distracting. So today I want to talk about how I quit my job, and the reason that I want to do that is I feel like there is definitely something in the air, whether you want to call it the great resignation, but something about these last two years has people seriously reconsidering where they spend their time and energy specifically in their careers, which makes sense. It's where we spend the majority of our time. So it's understandable that people are really reconsidering, you know, where they want to spend that time and what their values are when it comes to work. And I am in that club myself, and I'm finding the majority of my coaching clients are as well. Last summer, I quit my job after five years with the company. I was incredibly intentional about the decision, and so I thought it would be helpful to do an episode on how I finally decided and the steps I took to move through that transition. January of 2020 was the first time I knew I wanted to quit. I was extremely burnt out, I was miserable every day, and I could no longer see what impact the work I was doing was having. And I'd begun coaching a few clients outside of work and immediately started to think about, you know, how I might make the leap to doing that full time. And if you're in this spot right now, you'll understand the feeling I was experiencing. It feels desperate, like an, okay, anything but this kind of feeling. It's not a fun place to be. It feels like an important place for me to start is why did I want to quit? And the thing I want to preface this with is the fact that I love and respect all of the incredible humans I worked with. And so I'm going to focus solely on the ways I contributed to my own problem 
Because if there's one thing I've learned over the last year, it's that we absolutely co-create the situations that we find ourselves in. I actually had a conversation with my coach recently, and she said this great quote, which was, wherever you go, there you are. And so it reminded me that no matter what job we move to, what new situation we move to, we are bringing the current version of ourselves with us unless we do anything to change our habits, beliefs, perspectives. And so it was really important to me when I recorded this podcast to really talk about the ways that I was contributing to the situation. For context, I worked in diversity and belonging throughout 2020 and 2021, which was a very intense time to be working in that space. Almost overnight, every single team and leader wanted our support, and we were not a large team. It was a year of trying to do a lot with a little, and there were so many moments I was proud of what we were able to accomplish. But interests, support, and resources were rarely aligned, which led to me feeling drained and burnt out by the end of 2020. What I think the real issue was for me personally, though, was my incredibly negative mindset. Maybe it was the burnout or just the exhaustion of the year of 2020, but I found myself in just this incredibly negative headspace. I wish I could pinpoint when exactly it happened or what contributed to it, but it seemed to just sort of develop unconsciously over time. Working in diversity and belonging is no doubt challenging. You are trying to make big changes to the ways people think, feel, and operate, and that takes time. You also have to believe that change is possible. I found myself in this challenging place where I was simultaneously trying to make change and also didn't really believe it was possible. I'll explain what I mean by that. We were making efforts every day to have people develop new ways of doing things, to get buy-in for this work, and when positive shifts would happen, big or small, my reaction was always negative. It wasn't good enough it wasn't big enough, or it had taken too long to get here. I could always instantly find the negative. Nothing was ever good enough. And of course, when you can't see your own negativity, you blame everyone and everything else around you. You know, people just didn't care enough, and that was the problem. They weren't trying hard enough. It was performative. It was so easy to find fault outside of myself. But looking back, the objective truth is that the organization was doing a lot and quickly. Sure, not everything was done exactly the way we'd like, but when is that ever the case? And who's to say myself or anyone else had all the right answers? I worked inside a massive public organization that was doing its best to make both quick and long-term actions and commitments, and all I was able to see was what wasn't being done. Now, to give myself some grace, that was partially my role to find the gaps, to see where we could be doing things better. But that was part of my role. It wasn't supposed to be my whole role, and it was quickly becoming that. And so in hindsight, it's not surprising to me at all that I burnt out. I was obsessive about what wasn't good enough and all of the things outside of my control, instead of focusing on what was going well and focusing there. Even as I'm talking about this, I'm seeing so many parallels between how I was viewing this situation and these opinions that I held about myself around not being good enough, nothing ever being good enough. And the thing about negativity is it rarely stays contained to a single part of your life. 
It rippled into my relationships and into my exploration of what I wanted to do next. Whenever I would think about pursuing coaching full-time, all I could think about was the ways it wouldn't work out. Now, this was partially fear, but a big part of it was also just negative thinking. I'll never get enough clients to do this full-time. I'm going to have to do sales, which feels gross and pushy. There's so many coaches out there already. I don't know how to run a business. So not only did I feel miserable at work, but anytime I considered making a change, I had all these negative reasons not to do it. I felt trapped and I knew I needed support. So I started working with a coach, shout out to Mackenzie, who runs Love Your Mondays, who helped me start focusing on what I wanted instead of what I didn't want. You've probably often heard the advice to run towards something when you're making a career change instead of away from something. And this is where I wanted to get to. I worked with Mackenzie to start taking action on building my coaching business instead of sitting in all the negative and fear-based what-ifs, and it felt incredibly motivating. And so this combination of taking action and seeing what was possible when I did, paired with reflecting on how negativity was impacting so many parts of my life, seemed to slowly chip away at my burnout and unhappiness. I started working with more coaching clients and seeing the potential of that work. And surprisingly, although nothing had really changed at work, I felt different about it too. I started focusing on the positive impact my work was having and the changes I was seeing and felt so much more motivated to show up and work every day. And from this place, it became so much easier to start taking steps forward. I met with a financial planner to understand what was possible in terms of having some runway between quitting my job and starting to see income through my coaching business. And I kept making small steps towards what a coaching business could look like instead of, you know, sitting there in my head trying to figure out everything at once. I also had to reframe a lot of limiting beliefs I was carrying around. The first one was, oh, I have to sell myself to be a successful coach, and that feels gross, became, I can reach the people that are right for me in a way that aligns with my values. And then, you know, what if people don't like me or what I'm putting out there became, if I share my authentic self with others, I will find my people. Some people won't like me, and that's okay. And the third was, what if I mess up or do something the wrong way? And that became... I can give myself the permission to learn as I go and trust that I have everything I need right now. So by March of 2021, I no longer wanted to quit my job. I knew that starting a full-time coaching business was something I definitely wanted to pursue in the future, but I didn't feel this desperation to leave my job immediately anymore. I started to appreciate my work more and in particular, the safety net that it gave me while I continued exploring and experimenting with my coaching practice on the side. So by May, I was feeling ready to quit my job again, but this time it came from a very different place. I still had a lot of fears about whether or not I could make a coaching business successful, but I'd already shown myself that I was capable of doing things I hadn't done before and had let go of a lot of the limiting beliefs that had been holding me back. And I had shifted to a much more positive mindset, both at work, but in so many other areas of my life too. And so I was ready to leave my job, but I was no longer harboring any negative feelings towards the organization. It just felt like it was the right time for me to step into my next opportunity. 
I took a week off in May to really think through the timing and make sure I was feeling solid in my decision. And I quickly realized there would always be a reason to stay. In October, I would hit five years and the company would give me a month of paid leave. We do want to have kids eventually and the security of maternity leave felt really nice. But none of these reasons compared to this feeling I had that I just wanted to show myself I was capable of doing the thing that scared me. And so I came back from vacation and gave my notice. I want to just pause to highlight that while I'm summarizing this process in a podcast episode, if you notice, this actually happened over the course of six months with the support of friends, coaches, and mentors. I could have just quit back in January, but I know with the mindset I was in at that time, I would not have been setting my business up for success. I talk a lot about the pairing of mindset and action in my coaching practice, and I had truly experienced the power of them both firsthand through this situation. So I want to use a small example by zooming in to this belief I had around sales. I don't think I'm alone in this, but as a service provider where you are the service, it can feel really uncomfortable to sell yourself. And there's a lot of pushy or sneaky sales tactics out there that completely turned me off as a customer. So I had this belief that because bad sales tactics exist, that all forms of selling were gross. But I also knew that I would have to do it to be a successful coach. I would have to tell people what I offer and how I could help them, which is sales. <laughs> and so this belief that selling in any form was bad was actually a huge barrier to making the leap to starting my business because I didn't believe it could be done well. And so when I shifted that belief to, I can reach the people that are right for me in a way that aligns with my values, I still had no idea what that actually looked like, but I just believed it was possible. And so a few weeks later, I came across Katie Prince's Squirm Free School of Business, which is an online course that teaches ethical and consent-led selling for service providers. It was almost like the minute I changed my mindset, suddenly the universe showed up with the actions I could take. I signed up for the course right around the time I quit my job, and it has absolutely changed how I sell and market myself as a coach. And most importantly, I've found a way to do it that feels good and that I actually enjoy. So the experience of starting and running my business so far has been seeing this proven true over and over again. Often the beliefs I've had that feel so true in the moment is just my fear trying to protect me from something scary. The best way I can describe this is that fear tells me I have to have the entire map planned out in front of me before I even take a single step. That it's way too dangerous without being able to see the entire path. Whereas when I'm able to step past the fear, reality is more like, hey, just take this one step, see what you find out, and you can go from there. And so I know something like quitting your job or starting your own business can feel like a massive leap, and it certainly can be, but it's also just a series of little steps and figuring things out as you go. And so I want to add that this is also my own personal story and experience. I know there are people out there who are in truly toxic work environments, and that was not my situation. So if you find yourself there, there's no shame in you know, leaving a situation that is bad for you and not necessarily waiting until you have something that you are running towards. Everyone's circumstances are different and you know best 
what you need right now. So for me, it felt really important to understand how I was contributing to my unhappiness at work. Because like I said, these are rarely one-sided situations, and I didn't want to take the beliefs and negativity I was carrying into the next phase of starting my own business. So if you find yourself in a similar situation, I wanted to share some questions that you can ask yourself. And some of these come from my friend and mentor, Patty Murphy. So thank you to her for these. The first one is, how did I get here? You know, at one point in time, presumably, you felt really optimistic and excited about the role you're in. So what changed? When did that happen? The second one is, how am I potentially contributing to this situation? Have you communicated your needs? Have you set boundaries with work? How are you showing up? And how do you think it's being received by those around you? Is there anything else worth trying before you decide to leave? The third is, what would you be giving up by leaving? And then similarly, what could you gain by leaving? The fourth is, what is currently holding you back? Try and make a list of all the real and objective reasons but then also some of the beliefs or stories you're telling yourself that might not be objectively true. And then finally, what do you really want? When we find ourselves in these situations, it can be easy to make a list of all the things we don't want, but our subconscious mind responds much better to a positive list of things we do want. So what do you want out of your next opportunity? What do you see for yourself one, two, three years down the line? Can you visualize it? I hope this can be a jumping off point if you're considering making a move. And if you could use some support in the process, I just so happen to be a coach in this space and you can reach out to me at www.coachingwithamanda.com and that's Amanda with an H on the end. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really grateful you're here. And if this resonated with you, I'd love to hear from you. You can find me at Amanda Wood on Twitter or on Instagram at coachingwithamanda. And if you want to support this podcast, subscribing and sharing it with a friend is the best way to do that. Thank you again, and I'll see you next episode.